Welcome to an episode of What Am I Doing Here Anyway? A podcast presented by Miss Heard Media. What Am I Doing Here Anyway? is a celebration of the girls, women, and femme folks who are navigating life as best as we can. This podcast features personal stories, interviews, how-to life skills, and inspiring stories from history. This podcast looks at the many, many answers to the question, what am I doing here anyway? Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host and your personal cheerleader, Lindsay Turnbull. Today, I'm speaking with my friend, Jackie. Uh, Jackie and I went to college together. She is a public servant and has been a public servant in two states. She has moved all the way across the country from Florida to Washington State, and she is an amazing aunt to her nieces and nephews. And today we're going to talk about those big, scary life changes, as well as being an involved aunt when you live across the country. So thank you so much for being here, Jackie. Um. Yeah, so I, my name is Jackie Stewart. I am living in Washington, Seattle, Washington. I work for the county out here. I don't really know if I want to say which one, but I work for one of the counties out here. Other than that, I mean, I'm just sort of dreading the change of seasons because the days are about to be so short (laughs) in terms of light. But yeah, I did just start my job about four months ago, um, but I've been living in Seattle for about two years now. Right. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it's been two years. (laughs) I mean, it is. It's gone so fast. Truly. It's it's crazy. It has. And I totally hear you about the shorter days. As much as I love the weather, I do not like it being dark at like four o'clock. It's so hard for me to not just like immediately put on my pajamas and like just get cozy after work and I have to force myself to continue to be a human being. Totally get it. Um, (laughs) So thank you again for being here. I had an interview in mind to talk to you about. And when I reached out, you had a totally different one. Uh, Apparently, they're both connected. So in a weird way, we were kind of on the same train. I wanted to talk to you about moving and you moved from Florida to Washington State a few years ago. Uh, What led you to make that move? I think that there's like two versions of it. Like one, I got a job out here. Um, I'd been I've been trying to move to the Pacific Northwest for a little while. Originally, I had my sights set on Portland because I have a friend out there, like one of my closest pals. And um, and the Portland job market just like it wasn't working out. And so then the other version of the story is I followed a boy. Um, <laughs> I was dating. I was dating a guy, and he got a job out near near Seattle, but not in Seattle. We talked about it, and we're just like, "Well, I mean, I could just." aim for Seattle instead to see what that job market was like. And then boom, within two months, I, I was out here. So it just happened really fast, um, which was great because it was always the plan. But um, it was just I, I, I it happened so fast. It happened over the holidays. So I had to say goodbye to everyone over the holidays, which was also kind of nice because then we all had reasons to be getting together anyhow. So right. that made me feel a little bit less like everything's about me. You're all coming here to say <laughs> goodbye to me. So that was nice. That would have been too emotional, I think. Uh, well, that's fair. I was going to say, because they definitely should all get together and celebrate you. Oh, um, no, they absolutely did. Yeah. Oh, good. Are you still with the boy? No, 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 we're not together. Um, honestly, I don't really think that we were, I think we were like that sort of that classic pandemic relationship where we were dating. And then once the world opened back up a little bit more, it was like, oh, we're not really compatible in any way. And so it just slowly fizzled out. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. It sounds like maybe it was the right thing to do. But still. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, we didn't live together or anything like that. So it was really 
very easy to kind of separate once again. I'm glad that it was less bad than it could have been. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. It, I, actually, when I first got the job, he was so like, oh my God, you're moving out here for me. And I was just like, sincerely, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> oh I wanted this for a long time. So you moved from sunny, warm, southeast Florida all the way to the complete opposite northwest rainy west coast. Uh, how is that adjustment? Um, especially because I moved in January. Like that was, I don't know, when I first got here, I was just so excited to be here. So like the first winter didn't really hit me. But this past winter, I was deeply struggling with how short the days are and how like it's always night, it feels it's just it's like the world turns a little bit blue, not even not even like too dark. It's just like everything's blue, even during the day. It's it's really baffling. Yeah, my my brain definitely struggled a little bit with seasonal affective disorder. And I'd never experienced that. But I would say the main like big adjustment for me moving from Orlando to Seattle is I don't have a car here. And that's been a really big adjustment, even though the oh, wow. public transportation out here is decent. It's like it's getting groceries or something. It's it's like, it, I don't know, I've, I've become really lazy. Anytime I have anything super heavy that I want to purchase I'll I'll get it delivered instead I can't say I blame you though because <laughs> <laughs> lugging even I live literally like I can walk across the street to a grocery store and there are times especially if it's something big like when you have to buy like toilet paper like, yeah I don't want to walk no no one prepared me for how awkward it is in adulthood that you're just like walking around with this giant thing of toilet paper. No, that's so I'm so glad that you understand. Yeah, because it's it's it was I like I went to Costco and I like took the bus to Costco. I bought like a cooler backpack thing and I was just like, oh, this I can totally bring this on the bus. But then I just I it's Costco. I overspent and and then I ended up having to get an Uber to come back because it was I just bought too much stuff, which is totally my own fault. But I I yeah, it's kind of embarrassing that I didn't even I really thought that was going to work. I totally see what you were getting at. And it makes complete sense to me. I can't say that I would have done something different. Jackie, you were so silly. You're so silly. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you offer to someone who is about to make maybe not a bi-coastal move, but a, a big move, like away from home? I don't know. I mean, I think what helped me was just focusing on what I was about to gain, which for me was this move that I'd always wanted. I just kind of always felt like I didn't want to like live and grow up and die in Orlando, um, which sounds dramatic. But I always thought it was really cool that my parents both are from Ohio, um, but they met in Florida and then they just stayed in Florida. I always thought that was really brave of them to do. And they kind of like found their place. My dad's so cute because he's, he's like, well, I brought you to the best place in the world. Why would you ever leave? Um, just because it, it is, it's the place that he picked. Um, but I was like, yeah, but I didn't pick it. So yeah, so he was he was super supportive of me, of me like taking on a new challenge, which is, which is great. And I'm very lucky for that. But yeah, I think I was just focusing on the fact that the payout here is a lot better. Um, the mountains are gorgeous. That's kind of what I've always wanted <laughs> to be near mountains. I like hiking. Um, and that's just something that I really wanted to experience to, to be near the mountains. It wasn't enough to just experience them on, you know, the occasional vacation would be my advice. No mountains in Florida. 
Not, not a single one. I think our, I was actually looking it up. I think our tallest mountain is like less than 400 feet. So it's oh not gosh. even a mountain. No, that's like a hill. <laughs> For real. Yeah. A hill that you could like just drive over in, in all the overpasses. In right. Florida. So I think this question is going to kind of bridge the gap between moving and the thing that you wanted to talk about, which is were there moments after you moved when you really thought, wow, this is just not what I expected? I would say probably the hardest thing for me was the the Seattle freeze, which I don't know if you're familiar with that terminology. I have but... heard of it, but I think you should explain it for people listening. That oh, yeah, sure. don't know what it is. Yeah, but Seattle has this reputation um, th- that they're kind of unfriendly. I looked it up yesterday, just in preparation, so we could talk about it. But so some theorize that it's because of the weather, we're just like all maybe a little bit clinically depressed. Um, and then the other explanation possibly is that there's just a huge amount of Nordic immigrants and Asian immigrants. And so they're just culturally maybe a little bit more reserved. Um, but either way, they, they're just the, the people here, they're, they're very polite, but they're not exactly friendly in a warm way. Like, I, I, I hesitate to like give the South any credit, but if <laughs> Southern, Southern people are just like a bit more chatty and, and talkative and I don't know. Yeah, it's just been, it's been hard to make friends. That's been my like one. Yikes. Um, I gonna feel lonely forever. I but I've I've slowly over time made friends and sort of had to like remind myself that it took me time to acquire the friends I had a lifetime in Florida. So yeah, it's gonna take me more than six months to find my my pals out here as well. So just sort of giving myself that space to to find my community. And I will say like the internet is so great because um. There are Facebook groups and meetup groups and just so many, so many different avenues that you can have to find your little, your little community of people. And that totally makes sense too, because, you know, we met in college, like a lot of people mm-hmm. meet their friends in college. And then when you're an adult, especially when you're an adult that moves somewhere else where people like already have their own friend groups, yeah. it can be really hard to find an in Someone that's willing to take a chance on you, basically. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. It was just funny because like um, my announcement, I was laughing as you were saying that because my announcement at work um, from the the first job that I'd moved out here for, it was like, oh, she's new to the area, you know, give her some insights. This is the area she's living in if you've got any recommendations for her. And a couple people did reach out and one of them lived in my neighborhood. And I was like, oh, maybe we can go to dinner sometime. And she fully was just like, no. <laughs> So I was like, what? What? (laughs) What? You initiated this. It was just really funny. She just wants you to know where to go, but she doesn't want to go with you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Which is just still a little bit bewildering to me, but uh, it's also pretty darn funny. So whatever. (laughs) So that's the Seattle freeze, right? Like, it would be helpful, but I don't actually want to like spend time with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That I think uh, that would be really hard. That would be quite a culture shock. Like even moving to DC, people want to talk to you here all the time, either because they're like a tourist and they want to talk about politics or they're lost or something, or because (laughs) everybody, you know, here wants to be like, oh, what do you do? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That is also weird here because it's such a big tech culture. Like most of the people I meet are in tech, other than the people I meet through work, obviously, since I'm in government. But yeah, it's it's a big tech. If you're not in tech, they they're just like speaking all jargony to each other. And you're just you're just not in that in group. And it's 
it's fine. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> right. I mean, you adjust too, right? It was like that here too. Like if you, I worked uh, at the Capitol, but I didn't work for like any members of Congress. So it was like, oh, you're like the help. Like, oh my God. Nobody said those words, but that was the vibe. Totally. It like, just sort of shifted. Do, right. Like we do the real work of like Congress and you just like point out the bathroom to tourists, which was my job. But <laughs> still. <laughs> that's that's such a gross way. I, I just hate the like transactional way that we we as adults can sometimes treat each other. It's like I, sometimes I'm just looking for a connection. I'm not looking to like use you for some networking opportunity. And why is that frowned upon? Right. There's that. Yeah. Some of the people, like the staffers and stuff, some of them, but most were cool. It was like a lot of the interns. What? So, yeah. Uh, I had like a really poor experience with an intern and they had to like add it to the intern guidebook to, to talk to the staff that are being paid a little less crappily. Oh my gosh, yes. Just be respectful to people. That shouldn't have to be in any kind of guidebook. That's insane. I, mean, I agree. <laughs> it's like one of those things that I completely forget about until I start talking about it. And basically, I was stationed in a place by one of the old Senate chambers. And that's where the Speaker of the House's office is. And I think it was John Boehner at the time. And if people got too loud in this hallway, he would come out and be like, everybody get out. Like this part is. Close. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is fair. It's super echoey. Like it's a really small space for a lot of people. So like I kind of can empathize. Mm -hmm. It was getting like a little loud. And as I walked over to tell this group, like, hey, can you can you please quiet down? Like the speaker is, is in his office working. This kid turns around this intern and he like shushes them. And he turns to me and he said, don't worry, sweetheart. I just did your job for you. Oh, my goodness. And it was like this teenage boy, right? Like, probably still in high school or just out of high school. And, like, the audacity mm. to talk to anyone. Like anyone that. at all. I yeah. was just like, I, like, left and ended up finding one of the people that worked with congressional staff. And I was like, is this, like, how they're supposed to talk to me? Because... That was, like, by far one of the rudest things I've ever experienced here. That's awful. That's, I mean, I am I am completely speechless. What? I know. They, I know. they make them different in Virginia, I guess. They, they cook them up in a lab somewhere. I don't know. That's real but. awful. I am sorry. That was your experience. That sucks. I mean, there were a lot of cool things about the job. But, yeah, that really stands out to me as, like, a very, like, this is just how people are going to talk to you sometimes mm. if they think they are above you yeah gross. super gross yeah I worked in like I used to work for like the fire department and I used to work for a police department and both of them can be kind of militaristic in terms of their ranking and I did have someone sort of say like where do you fall within the ranking structure I was like man I am not inside of it just just <laughs> do your job this is both of our job to do this shut up it's <laughs> just <laughs> obnoxious yeah I don't I don't think I like operate that way <laughs> yeah, nor, nor me. Not at all. No. Okay. So when we had talked initially about doing this interview, you I brought up the your moving and you brought up um, your mom's passing along with the move and being an aunt and that these things are in a like a love triangle and a conflict triangle. And I really liked how you put that. I thought that was like really 
kind of brilliant. So can you please elaborate a little bit on what that means? Yeah. So um, my mom died when I was 21. Like we were, we, we were friends when my mom died when I, when we were in undergrad, I guess you were in grad school already, weren't you? Anyhow. I was in grad school. Yes. I remember. You were. You were Cause I was always like, Lindsay is so dang impressive. And then I found out that we're the same age and I was like, oh, that is I'm I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I oh obviously gosh, need to please. be a more professional human being because no, she's so freaking don't. fabulous. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, but no. Like I was barely hanging on. I I always thought you were amazing. Oh, well, I continue were... continue to feel that way. Yeah. Thank you. I always thought you were like amazing and compassionate and very smart. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my mom died when I was 21 and like I'm 34 now. So it's, it's been a while, but I will say like, I think because we were so close, um, I had so much fear about moving away, but also I had such a new uh, desire to, to get the heck out. Um, my mom uh, had this passport that she got when she was 18 years old and she never put a stamp in it. Um, it just, it didn't work out for, for her life, her, for her finances. And then, um, you know, she started a family. And so it just, it just never happened. And so I was really emboldened at the, at the beginning to like get a passport, get a stamp in my passport. And, and that became like travel became my outlet um, for like, I don't know, just experiencing, experiencing more of life. So that, that sort of became like my original focus other than also like getting, getting done with school and, and all of that as well. Cause I wanted to make her proud, even though she was gone. I, I, like I said before, like I really admired my parents, my mom, like she was in Ohio and then she moved around a little bit in her teens. She moved to Missouri, she moved to New Orleans. Um, and then she settled down in Orlando. And I just think that's really cool. I just think that's um, an, an amazing way to sort of like kind of kind of find where you kind of find where you fit and kind of find where where feels like home to you there there was that element but then I got this job offer in Hawaii a couple years um I guess it was only one year after she died and immediately got off the phone after receiving this this offer and was sobbing my (laughs) little heart out and I just realized I, I wasn't ready so I just sort of waited until I felt a little bit more prepared and so then I got my master's degree and then the pandemic happened. So moving kind of got rescheduled. But in between all of that, I became an aunt. My sisters have five kids um, between the two of them. Uh, they're not they're not married to each other. Um, yeah, yes, so my, my one sister, <laughs> my one sister has two kids and the other one has three. And I just I love being an aunt. It gave me it, I think it really like improved our family. Like my my first nephew, he came into our lives a year after our mom died. And so we, we'd experienced like a couple of holidays without mom. And they were just, they were so depressing. I know of course they would be, but they were so boring. It just felt like we had nothing to say to each other and nothing to be happy about. It was just a really miserable time. And then our, our little Nathaniel came along and I don't know, like my dad was thinking about moving back to Ohio for a, for a hot minute. Cause he was just so sad without my mom. But then he became a grandpa and he was like, this is the best. I have a new reason to live. And it was, I don't think Nate to this day, like understands how much he's healed our family just through loving him. I think when I moved away, um, it sort of, I I don't know, I kind of like viewing my, my being an aunt as like, I have to provide the love that they would have gotten from my mom because my mom would have loved them. Like, I, nobody, nobody likes kids as much as both of my parents, both of my parents love <laughs> children. They just, they, they came from big families. 
and they just had just so much love in their hearts. And and my dad still does. And he's such an excellent grandpa. Because my mom's not here, I just sort of feel like I don't I don't want there to be a vacuum for them. And so I just kind of like pour as much love as I can into them. And I just it, it just it makes me so happy. I value those relationships so much. And I just I just love them so much. But the, uh, moving away was like, I, I felt like I was in conflict with with like living out that value, um, which maybe is like an unfair pressure that I'm putting on myself. Like my sisters don't expect it. Like, I don't know why I do it. It just it just feels like to honor my mom, I have to love them more demonstrate that love to them more. Right. So well, I mean, and I know you know this, but there are ways, especially as they get older with all the technology we have. Even like through the mail, there's so many ways that you can oh, show yeah. that love and appreciation without physically being there all the time. So I yes. hope you know that. <laughs> I do know that. Yes. I my eldest niece, like we text constantly. My my eldest nephew, he just got a cell phone. And so we text um a decent amount too now. Um but yeah, we also do letters, which I love, even though even though um I tend to write them like stories and they tend to be like I just learned this thing about sharks and it's amazing (laughs) oh well don't you want to know I always want to know things about sharks so (laughs) oh yeah I could I could read you some letters sometime (laughs) yeah uh please do because I like sharks um (laughs) and normally I would normally never ask this question because I think it's not a great question and it's like invasive (laughs) but since it kind of follows do you plan to be a parent or is the ant life the life for you? Always sort of said, like, I'll have as many kids as I can afford. And, you know, we can't afford very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just the we're in a we're in a silent uh, depression is what I heard the other day. And and uh, yeah, it's true because everything's just cost so much more than than what our wages are. So, uh, yeah, I'm, the ant life is it for me. I mean. I, I suppose things could change, but I don't foresee myself having children now. Hey, that's totally fair. It's not for everyone. Yeah, I know. I love kids. It, it always, I always worry, like, because I love kids, I wonder if people, and I don't know, like, I'll see a kid in the street and I'll smile at them or wave at them or whatever. Like, I just, I love, I love children. I also get really excited about puppies. I'm just an excitable person. But yeah, so I always wonder if, if they think like, oh, oh, she's so sad. She can't. She doesn't have kids of her own and she loves them. I no, it's a it's a happy decision. I absolutely love them and I adore them and I'm happy they exist, but I'm also happy they're not my sole responsibility. I totally feel the same way. Um I like kids. I think they're great. I think people that have them and raise them, that's really admirable. It's the hardest job in the world mm. and it's not the job for me. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think that's allowed. I think that's a perfectly valid and good <laughs> position to take. So again, I won't ask you any more super invasive questions, I promise. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, what do you love the most about being an aunt? To fi- I didn't know that you had five nieces and nephews. I thought for some reason, I thought you only had three. Oh, um, well, I will say, actually, I didn't go into it before when we were talking about how hard it's been for me to move away. My sister visited me last um, March and uh, and she came here and she was like crying as she got off the plane and I was like what is going on and it turns out she was pregnant she's like I'm, <laughs> I'm pregnant so I had one that was born while I was away and that was really hard Lindsay like I was really I was really like oh my god are, am I not gonna feel as close to her and vice versa because 
you know, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not going to be around as much. <laughs> she just, she just took like her first steps last week and stuff. So Aww. I still feel very close to her. I absolutely adore her. So for me, it hasn't been, it hasn't been an issue, but I wonder for her, if we're going to like, as she gets older, she's going to be like, yeah, you're just some lady that comes around every, every couple of years or something. That might change though, as again, as they get older and they start to like understand you know, that not all families live in the same place and see each other all the time. But well, and maybe they'll, maybe they'll move. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll move again. I have no idea. Life is, life is fun. That's kind of funny that you say that because that's the whole point of this podcast is like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and it's literally come up kind of organically with everyone I've talked to so far where it's just like, well, I'm doing this now, but I don't think this is the thing I like want to do for the rest of my life. There was always a point when I thought, you know, I would have it figured out by now or that like people, adults have it figured out by this, you know, X time. Yeah. And what this whole project is really revealing to me is that that is just not the case at all. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I fell into like this sort of niche um, realm of doing records work that I, I wasn't expecting at all. And it, it wouldn't have been a job I knew about as a kid. I just sort of fell into it and I'm pretty good at it. I find it, you know, interesting enough that it's challenging. Yeah, I get to learn a little bit about other people's work because I'm reading their records all the time. Every, I think we all end up taking these cir circuitous routes to wherever the heck we end up. Oh, yeah, I am so far away from where I intended to be. Like, I'm other than like physically being near DC, like everything mm -hmm. else is just kind of not at all what I had planned for myself. It's funny because I don't even think I had a plan. I was just sort of like, I'll just probably have a job. Maybe, maybe live somewhere different if that works out. Yeah, I did. I had no plan. I had no like dream school. I had no dream city. I just sort of was like, this makes me happy. And, and then it didn't. And then I would leave and that would just be it. That's so funny. So that's like the total opposite because I had the dream job and the dream city and the dream plan and like, mm. did not go that way. Overall okay with it and like happy where things are right now or just still working towards getting getting I'm, to a new destination it depends on what day you ask me <laughs> to be honest um like today I'm like no it sucks <laughs> but, oh but, yeah you did say yeah yeah but like in a couple weeks this is fine or that like I I can manage this you know but today no not so much <laughs> except for talking to you which is the highlight of my day so thank you <laughs> likewise oh thanks so i ask everyone this question so think back to little teenage jackie she's getting ready to like the ucf <laughs> thinking about college what advice would you give to your teenage self um i think i would tell myself to not take things so personally because so much in life it's like determined by other folks um you know who have whatever relative power that they do and they're not thinking about how it's going to affect you. They weren't thinking of you when they made the decision. So maybe don't take it all so personally. I was really, I used to like get really frustrated at like, I just like worked a retail job in, in college. And I would get really annoyed when they would like deny my vacation or something like that. And I was just like, well, I mean, prepare for my absence because I will not be coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but they, I had a boss who who really kind of, like he was he was kind of a philosophical thinker and he was just like this isn't a thing that's happening to you it's it's a thing that's happening to everyone we just all have to go through this um and i was like yeah but i still hate it um 
<laughs> but I think, I mean, even now, like I just, I have to, I have to not take things so personally um, when things happen in, in my life or when someone, you know, rejects me or whatever, like it, it's not a personal thing. It's just, it's just information. Um, but at the same time, advocate for yourself. So right. like, don't think, don't take things perfect per, uh, personally, but advocate for yourself when they do have a negative effect on you. Um, just to see if there's a, you know, a solution that can be found that works out for everybody involved. Definitely. I think that's super important. I had such a hard time with that. And my mom would always be like, it's not about you. I'm like, well, of course it is. <laughs> to me it is. Yeah. Me. Right. Like we're all the center <laughs> of our own little universe. So everything that happens around us, like, obviously it's about us. So yeah, it was really hard until I was an adult. And now I think of like, how many things I say or do that I'm just, you know, I don't want to say like, I'm not thinking about other people or like, I don't care about them. But sometimes like the little things we do, you know, without thinking or the things that other people go home and they're like, oh, this person was such an asshole today. Oh my gosh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I constantly think like, I had someone ask me like, have you ever been a Karen? And I was like, I don't think so. Um, But, and I hope to never be, but like, you don't know, like if you're if you're, you know, some version of a Karen, some version of a villain in someone else's day to day story. It's not <laughs> about them either. And if they don't let you know, like there's nothing you can do about it. I don't know. I think I think also the further culture shock of being in Seattle, everyone here is way less confrontational and way less direct in how they talk to one another, which I think is like par for the course for government because we tend to sort of be like obfuscating all the time. It's It has been really kind of weird to sort of be perceived as someone who's so who's so direct when I'm like I'm I'm honestly not I'm just more direct than you guys I guess oh my god <laughs> I was on the west coast for some stuff different events and I was like I don't know how I feel about this <laughs> like I am straight up east coast type a like ugh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I, I had to just take a personality assessment for work. And I was like, I was, I was sort of like in my feelings because I have a very different result than the rest of my team. Um, and they, they, they were also wonderful. And they're like, no, we need, we need like diversity of, of like the way people think just as much as we need, you know, uh, diversity in, in other arenas. And, uh, and that was really nice, but I was just sort of like, <laughs> I feel so aggressive now. I feel I feel so dominant and I don't I don't mean to be. That's so funny because that is not really how I would describe you at all. <laughs> not right? Not not at all. Uh, yeah, I I I tend I I didn't feel that way my whole life and then I moved here and I do feel that way cuz people here are so so much more reserved and and a little bit more on the shy side cuz I I am an introvert too. So I'm, it's just like I know I'm like you, I swear. I just <laughs> I just like talking as well. Um, sometimes That's more funny. more deeply than the surface level. You should be into this. Come on, come on. It, it is a big adjustment for sure. It is. I expected it, but also it still surprised me. Well, I mean, a lot of things sound fine in theory, and then you deal <laughs> with it in practice, and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like this. But yeah, no, I'm I'm adjusting. I'm I'm hopefully I don't know maybe even becoming more patient myself because of their influence. I'm not sure. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. To um, wrap up, is there anything you would like to add? And is there anything you want to uh, share if people want to learn more about you? No, I don't have anything, Lindsay. I'm sorry. No, that's totally <laughs> fine. But it was really lovely to talk to you. And um, yeah, I'm so excited for the rest of the, the folks that you have come on your podcast because it's been really fun to listen to. 
Jackie, thank you again so much for being a part of What Am I Doing Here Anyway podcast. If you are interested, you can follow What Am I Doing Here Anyway podcast on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok at Miss Heard Media. You can also get free bonus content with every episode when you sign up for the newsletter, bit.ly slash what am I doing pod. I love having you here, so please like, subscribe, rate, leave a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Thanks so much for being here for another episode. See you next time.